Welcome to Life of Ryan. My name is Ryan, joined this week by my beautiful girlfriend, Bridget. Hi, everyone. 10 out of 10, Taylor. Thanks for being involved again. Just Taylor's fine. That's right. Thank you. Anyone who has subscribed and leaves a review of this podcast is a chance to win a bottle of wine. So do yourself and us a favor by doing that on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast on. Now, we have talked about my adoption story a few times on this podcast. My birth mother's name was Julie, right? So she placed me into adoption when I was a few days old and gave me the chance to have a great life. So I'm forever grateful for that and would love to one day just say thank you and and meet her and just so she knows how thankful I am. That would really mean a lot to me. So I post this video about a year ago and I received so many emails and messages. And when I see the name Julie come through, which is the name of my birth mom, I... (gasps) Like, just get a little bit of a shock, and it's like the heart rate jumps up, and it's like, I do, it's still, and it doesn't get any easier. I still get the same sort of, oh my God, feeling. So, Taylor, in our Life of Ryan Facebook group, some lady joins the other day, and what's her name? Julie. <laughs> and were you freaking, what, what did you feel like when you saw that pop up? I started reading this, and she talked about how in 1987, which is the year you were born, yep. about the time yep. <laughs> that you were born, she placed a child into adoption. So did you, maybe not to the same extent, but did you also get a little bit of a, oh my God, what is this? I thought, holy shit, this is it. <laughs> this is it. This in the in maybe the most anticlimactic way possible. <laughs> this is it. A comment on Facebook. Yep. Which Facebook would love, by the way. That's what they're all about. Yeah. Connecting people, all that kind of rubbish and yep. stealing your data. But they would love that. And yep. I would love it as well. And then I got further down and realized it's, it's it's not. It's not her. It's not her. And that has happened. I reckon I've had been messaged by maybe a couple of hundred different Julies because I'm still getting about a thousand emails a week. So just by, you know. It's a lot of skipped heartbeats. Yeah. It's a lot of skipped heartbeats. So I've been sent screenshots of this lady multiple times. She gets tagged in it by her friends multiple times oh. every couple of weeks because, you know, different groups of friends are being like, oh my God, is this your kid? And so I thought like... I should just give her a call and, and have a chat with her, hear her story and maybe find out if her heart is skipping beats just like mine is all the time. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I was trying to organize the, and I was a little bit nervous about the time zones because we're here, Perth in Australia. It's summer in Michigan and she's enjoying her summer. So I was trying to get the times right, but I this is, <laughs> I think I got it right. Yes, you did fine, hon. <laughs> we just got done bringing the boating out of the water. <laughs> so she was out with her family when I called. <laughs> what and, a cool accent. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Anyway, have a listen to our chat. I was born in Michigan and I... When people tag you in my video, I get a notification and I see it. And uh, my heart skips a beat every time it's, I get a notification that says, someone has tagged Julie. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> my heart skips a beat every time. Well, because I'll tell you, I, I'll be honest, the very first time I saw your video, yeah. I started looking, okay, where is this kid from? You know? <laughs> I did. I started, I started, you know, Facebook searching you and all this stuff, and I'm like, okay, he's in Australia, it can't be him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm glad that you get tags on there, but how did that make you feel when you saw this Julie <laughs> post? Well, I guess... <laughs> message you. I still get thousands of, of emails every week, and I think I've had a couple of hundred different Julies, and so obviously, you know, they're, they're not all going to be my birth mother or at this stage any of them, but 
you know, every time I see that name, I go, oh, is this the moment? Is this the one? And then uh, well, yeah, yeah. It's, a little, it's, it's a little a little scary. I don't know if it's a, a relief when I find out it's not or just my, my heart comes back to the normal <laughs> beat. But, uh, yeah, def- <laughs> it definitely scares me a little bit every time still. But, uh, I'm, yeah, and I don't get used to it. It's, it's still just as scary this time as it was every other time. But, uh, yeah, look, enough Facebook notification chat. I just wanted to say, uh, first of all, thanks for taking the time to watch my video and to send me a message. And also, thank you for taking a call from Australia all the way into Michigan today. Well, and thank you for, for what you did with all of this. This is amazing that you're doing this. And, I, you know, I'm so blessed and grateful for all of the people that have been so warm and generous to me and responsive to me online about it since I posted everything on your page and everything. They've been just awesome to me. So I've been very grateful for that. And I'm very grateful for your story. And and every time I read, every time I listened to it and saw it, I'd cry my eyes out because I really could relate to your birth mom. Yeah. I really could because I understand, you know, with what you were saying. My son, I wrote him an 11-page letter the day that I left him in the hospital that day. And I don't know that the letter ever got to him. They have no record of it. Is that the hardest thing, not knowing if he got it or not, and not sort of knowing how he feels about it? It's very difficult, you know. And if it weren't for my faith in God, I wouldn't, I don't think I would handle it as well as I did. Because when I, when I found out I was pregnant, I pretty much knew from the get-go that that's what I was going to do. And all of my friends and family kept saying, you're never going to be able to do this. You're never going to be able to leave that baby there. And I kept saying, I have to. I have to do what's right for the baby, not for me. It's not about me. It's about him and what's right for him. And I'm not in a position or a place to do that right now. And so I have to do what's right. So I always knew. And I never regretted what I did. Do I wonder what our lives would be like now? Of course I do. Of course I wonder about that every day. I would think about it. What would my life be like if he was in it still? And I just have to trust that God's taking care of him and that he had a wonderful life like you did because that's the biggest thing I always wanted for him was just to have a good life and a good family. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing that I've learned since I've started talking about it is that uh, from the adoptee point of view, I was the only one who thought that I thought like this. But since I've posted this, it turns out that 90, 95% of adoptees are the same as me in that they're just very thankful and they would love the opportunity to say thank you. And it's, I think society sees adoption as a bit of an evil thing, whereas the people who are actually involved appreciate the selflessness and the, you know, they're just so grateful for it all. So does, does that kind of give you right, some Right, because like I was posting on your thing last night, yeah. you know, it's called an adoption triad for a reason because one cannot exist without the other. What do your kids think about, are they kind of curious or almost excited that they might have a, a half-brother out there somewhere? Very excited. Yeah. They, they want to meet him so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think they want to meet him and see him as bad as I do almost, <laughs> you know, and to see him again, you know. And is it just um, that sort are, of curiosity they, and a bit of fun? It's, it's not seen as anything kind of 
uh, overly emotional. It's just more the, the fun and the intrigue. Because I know when I met my half-brothers, I was just so fascinated to see someone who looked like me. And it's purely just a, a fascination and a curiosity and just a, a general excitement, really. Right. And they are. They're very excited about that. They, they say all the time, you know, they pray to God that we can someday see him again and that they can meet him. Yeah. So I understand why you made the decision. You understand. And it seems like your family is really supportive and they understand. But what about other people? Did they get why you did what you did? People would tell me that um, I was being selfish, mostly strangers. People that really knew me never said that, but like strangers would say that, you know, that's really selfish that you didn't. And I said, no, you don't understand. That is the most selfless thing I have ever done in my life and ever will do in my life because it isn't about me. And that's what the bottom line is, is it's not about me and what I want. It's what is best for my child. And that's what I have to do right now. And as a matter of fact, the day the doctor came in and told me I was pregnant, he said, you have three options. And I said, no, I don't. I have two. Yeah, right. And he looked at me real funny. And I said, no, I have two. I said, abortion is not an option. And he gave me the biggest hug. And he said, I'm so proud of you. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) That's really nice. Obviously, I don't speak on behalf of... uh all adoptees, but I have found that a very high percentage of people have have messaged me who've been adopted and said, oh, Ryan, thanks for posting the video because I can't often describe how I feel, but I I just share my video with them. So as a birth mother, how does it feel to know that so many adoptees do believe the same as I do and, and are very appreciative? What does that mean to you? Hope. Hopeful, because when I went through the adoption process, the agency told me, you know, well, I just want you to know that only one in five children that are boys seek out their uh, their birth parents. So the chances are very slim that you'll ever see your son again. But I guess until talking to you and seeing your post and all of that, I never, I didn't know that male adopted children felt that way. You know, I thought I thought kind of you were a one in a million kind of thing. Well, so did I until I started getting all the messages and I thought, oh, I'm actually not that different or special. I'm actually just very normal. And it seems like we most of us are, are sort of in the same category. It's crazy because I didn't realize that, you know, I mean, I never I never thought that was the case. So one of the main reasons why I didn't talk about this when I was younger and I'm still a bit hesitant, hesitant to put too many details out there is that. I guess I'm a bit wary of not wanting to find someone who doesn't want to be found. So I kind of hope that my birth mother, you know, she's got a husband now, maybe she's got her own kids and and I don't really want to interfere with her new life. Does does that for you as a birth mother make sense at all? Well, I get where you say that, but I'll tell you what, um, I can tell you for me, any relationship that ever meant anything to me in my life as I grew up, you know, as I went on after yep. my adoption, they always knew about Derek. Yeah. They always knew about him. They always knew that someday he would, you know, hopefully find me. And they were always okay with that because that was a condition of any relationship I was ever in after that. that they had to be willing to accept that. And that if he came to, to see me, that they had to be willing to accept him with open arms. 
Right. And and, so, and everyone was fine with like everyone just went, "Yep, fair enough." That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. They were okay. They were all good with it. They were all like, "Yep." You know, anyone that ever meant anything to me did, you know. Yeah. Um they were all like, "Yes, you know, that's that's part of you. That's part of your life. That's part of what's brought you to where you are today." You know, of course we want to share that part of you, you know. So they I guess they kind of I think they kind of looked at it as though, you know, like when you're a single mom and you meet someone and you get married, you know, and you already have a child. They looked at it the same way, almost like a stepchild. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they they felt it that way about it, you know, that they would hope that it would happen. And they were always very supportive of that with me. You know, the the two marriages I had, that's one thing. Both of them were all very supportive of that that they, you know, said that, you know, if he ever comes back, you know, whatever you want to do, wherever you want to go, wherever you got to go to meet him, you know, we'll, we'll go kind of thing. Yeah, that's so, a good point. And when, so I met my, always, when I met my biological father, he he's married and his wife uh, welcomed me with open arms and she was just as excited as everyone else and, and felt a big part of it. And I think, like you said, it's sort of the, the unofficial sort of stepmom or type thing where, um, yeah, she was just excited and there was no ill feelings or awkwardness at all. So um, maybe that's something I need to rem- right. remind myself as well. Yeah, I think, that's really neat. Yeah, well, Julie, thank you so much for your time. And uh, I know it's a, a very nice day in Michigan today, so I appreciate you spending a little bit of time and, and sharing your story with me. And, and again, thanks for thanks for reaching out and, and messaging. It's nice to know that people all around the world are getting something from it. Right, and thank you so much for having the courage to voice this to everybody and bring so many people together that's why i wish again that i was in michigan what do you think bridge so you know she says thank you to you for being courageous about speaking out about this but i think that she is an incredibly courageous strong selfless woman i agree yeah incredible yeah yeah, what yeah. an incredible person. She was super lovely. And like she said, she shared her story in the the Life of Ryan, our Facebook group. And yep. you see all the comments and stuff, people getting around her and supporting her. And whilst it was 30 years ago, you can tell that it's still a, a big part of her life. Absolutely. Was it, um, for you, Brian, mm. like was it comforting to know that she had been very open about um, her, you know, her son's adoption with her family and her friends to know that it wasn't kept as a secret um, in um, the hopes that perhaps your your mother, Julie, will will not have done that? I didn't actually think about that in t- about me uh, until you just mentioned that. But, yeah, I guess it does. Um, the fact that her, her kids talk about it all the time and they laugh and joke about it and, and they're looking forward to one day meeting their sort of half-brother as well, that's... Yeah, I guess that's that's nice, and the fact that her n- new husband um, was is very open to it, and it's just a part of their story. Because uh, I guess when I'm uh, scared to speak to my birth mother, it's sort of not just her; it's sort of her new husband as well, and her new kids. And I guess you don't want to be sort of rejected by not just her, but the whole family. So the fact that you, you hear someone like her saying, "No, my whole family, we're we're open, we're ready at any time," uh, is uh, is yeah, it's it's quite nice to nice to hear. Yeah. Because that's been one of your biggest concerns about reaching out and trying to find her is that, you know, you don't want to be that skeleton in the closet that just comes crawling out at the wrong moment. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, but yeah, it seems like with, 
with that jewelry. <laughs> um, that there's certainly not a skeleton. It's just more of an exciting thing that hopefully will, will one day happen. I think that's wonderful. And you know, if if her son ever does try and get in contact with her, I think what a wonderful situation for him to be walking into as well. And I and I hope that if he is trying to look or wanting to reach out, I hope that he hears this and and knows that not not everyone out there is a terrible person. Yeah. Yeah. Trying yeah. to trying to keep a secret or something, you know, like that she would be so welcoming with such open arms. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. And uh and Taylor, I think you can you can hear it in her voice. She just sounds like a lot of fun, lovely yeah. lady. Yeah. It'd be a great time. Absolutely. When I called she was out on the boat, so I had to kind of call back a few minutes later. And she was like, "Oh, I'm out on the boat. It's a beautiful day. We get ten months of winter here in Michigan, so we're making most of the oh, the man. warm couple of months." And, yeah, uh, right. Uh, she was a, a super lovely lady, and we, uh, once we stopped recording, we kept joking. She's like, "I'll probably keep getting tagged in the video and I'll keep getting freaked out and whatnot." But uh, thank you very much to Julie of Michigan uh, for for chatting with me today. Uh, it is not my birth mother, but uh, I think it was just very lovely to chat with her anyway. So. That was fantastic. I think it's lovely that um, other people out there want you to find your birth mother so much that yep. they keep tagging her. Like, oh, is this her? Yeah. Or well, the other way around. I think oh, all the, of Julie's yeah. friends, they well, want her to meet her yeah. birth son as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Thank you to everyone who's been listening. Keep clicking subscribe if you haven't subscribed already and leaving your reviews in iTunes. Taylor, we've got another one, a bottle of wine going out to a reviewer. Yes. Uh, Marit, I think, is this uh, this lady's name? Marit? Marit. Marit? Marit? Marguerite? Well, it's no, it's like, it's it's their little thumbnail name, like right, on okay. the podcast right. app. Just say it with confidence yeah. and we'll go with it. Yeah, so Marit um, <laughs> left a review titled, You're a Hoot, and then a, a cry laughy emoji face. So there's no better way to start the day than by lol. Imagine laughing out loud. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> on yep. the bus to work, might I add, with Ryan and Bridget and 10 out of 10 Taylor. Just Taylor's fine. It's stuck, Taylor. Yeah. You're Marit. stuck with it now. In your, in your ears. Keep it up. You guys are awesome. Marie, you're awesome. You're going to get yourself a bottle of wine. We'll be Ooh. in touch. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much. Such nice words. Yep. All right. Thank you very much for listening. We'll chat to you next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, this episode of Life of Ryan was hosted and produced by Ryan John, Taylor Hunt, and myself, Bridget Rudder. Editing was done by the wonderful Brody Green and original music created by Tom Wood. Thanks for listening.